Hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I am, first of all, going to thank you right off the bat for choosing this podcast today, choosing to listen to this episode. Um, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, I'm coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast uh, at the end of January, and my goal was I was going to try for 100,000 downloads by the end of the month, and, you know, I didn't think we were going to make it, but we we just might. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm at 87,000 right now. And so, all right, we can do this. I'm going to push full steam ahead to get this podcast into as many mom's ears as possible. And it's because of your stories. It's because of your experiences. I have my own. Yes, of course. But it's the way that you guys show up, whether you reach out to me on Instagram and the DMs, um, or if you're in Mothers Together and I talk to you there, or you've been on the podcast and I talk to you here, you all have stories too. And it turns out that other moms really want to hear them, right? And if you've clicked on this episode and you're listening to this right now, it means you want to hear another mom's story too. It's this community sense that changes everything. And and I've been saying that from the beginning. And the podcast is one piece of that community puzzle. Um, and so I'm, I'm so glad that you're you're listening. But I also want to invite you to do something that I've never asked for before. And that is to share a story for a mini episode of the podcast. So let me explain. Every Monday, as you guys know, I bring on a mom, we have a back and forth conversation, uh, you know, a really nice chat, and we talk all about what it's like to raise neurodivergent kids in general. You know, we talk about their lives. I've also started bringing some dads on on Fridays. And by the way, I, I, I only had a few dads volunteer, but if I have more dads, I am so happy to keep that series going because it did really well and was really popular. Um, and then those in-between Monday and Friday episodes, I really was thinking that I would be able to basically get on this microphone every day and, and talk about whatever's on my mind. And as much as I would love to do that, there are literally not enough hours in the day and I can't, at least not yet, not, not in this current season of business and life. But at the same time, I feel like a once a week episode with a mom isn't enough because I think it would be really helpful if you got to hear on a regular basis an anecdote from another mom raising a neurodivergent kid. And so I'm inviting all of you, every single one of you listening right now, if you are interested, to submit to me an anonymous anecdote about a moment in your life raising a neurodivergent kid. And and my parameters here are pretty pretty loose. Um, I'm only looking for it to be related to raising a neurodivergent kid, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it can be a positive story. It can be a struggle. It can be both. Um, the idea is that the listeners, you guys, go, oh my gosh, I, I have had that same experience before. Oh, we went through the same thing. Wow. It's good to know that I'm not the only one who had a child react that way in that situation, right? It's all about validation, validation, validation. And this would be different from the Monday episodes. So this would be short. I'm talking 10-ish minutes, give or take, you know, five, three to five minutes in either direction. But it would be a short episode, a quick bite. 
and it would be a specific story that you're telling. So when I say the word story, I really mean moment in time, anecdote. For example, my very first episode of this podcast, which many of you have heard, is called my rock bottom parenting moment. And I'm talking about the waffle story with Mr. Nine, who was three at the time. But I've also told the story uh, with the egg pan. And a lot of you listened to that one. I I don't, I want to say that was like episode four or five, maybe. That was a specific moment in time about this egg pan. That's what I'm looking for here, where you are telling the story, just like if you had a friend that you were picking up the phone or FaceTiming or texting or whatever, and you were like, I have to tell you what happened to us today. That's the story I want to hear. So again, it's going to be kept short, 10 minutes-ish, certainly no more than 20, but really aim for closer to 10. It's completely anonymous. I'm not going to put your name in the title of these episodes. I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to say your name or your kids' names or anything like that. Although if you don't care, that's totally fine too. And you would just record yourself. I'm not even going to be in this conversation um, the best way to go about this would just to be a using a voice recording app on your phone. Um, there are plenty to choose from. Um, and once you record yourself, you can it, it will allow you to share that file. And you're going to share it right to my email. My email is on the hard days at gmail.com. I'll put it in the, the show notes of this episode as well. Um, you're just going to email me the file directly. And I'm going to take that file... And obviously I'll give it a quick listen just to see, you know, if, um, if you need to take a second to, um, comfort a a screaming child, not to worry, I will edit that part out. You know, I'll do some basic editing, but then I'm just going to upload it. And I would love to do this on a daily basis. Now it all depends on how many, um, you know, how many people do it. But the fact of the matter is, is we all have stories and actually reminds me of teaching. It reminds me, you know, when I'm teaching fifth graders writing and this is part of our fifth grade curriculum with writing is to talk about like a moment in time. And so many kids struggle with this and I hand them that paper. And of course, it's like, I don't know what to write about. I don't have any stories. And, And I say on the flip side, all you have are stories. Every single moment in your life is a story. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right this very second is technically actually a story. If you're driving to work and you're in a rush, that's a story. If you are walking your dog right now um, with a poop bag in one hand and a coffee in the other and a leash around your wrist, that's a story, right? We all have a million stories. The question is, what stories do you have that you think other moms of neurodivergent kids would find comfort in in hearing. So if you want to submit more than one story, by all means, I would just do them as separate files. That's all. I would just request that um, because they will be different podcast episodes. And because it's anonymous, unlike the Monday episodes where I'm saying the mom's name, these are anonymous. I'm just going to upload it you know, on Tuesday, we're going to have this episode talking about this trip to the library. And on, on Thursday, I'm uploading uh, an episode where someone's telling a, a story about uh, parent-teacher conferences, whatever it is. Or um, this morning, trying to get ready for school. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But when you tell a story, 
just as I tell my fifth graders when you're writing. When you're telling a story, it needs to have something that will appeal to the reader or the listener. You know, what's the message of this story? What are you trying to convey? That this is hard, this journey we're on? Yeah. So feel free to convey that. This is hard. Or we can triumph. Small wins are big wins. Absolutely. Whatever. But you're telling a specific story about a moment in time when something happened with your neurodivergent kid. Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. Because I think it would be nice, especially if they're only 10 minutes long, for moms to just grab these little quick stories and, and listen to them um, on a daily basis. And it's like, okay, all right, this mom's been through that moment too. I can do this. I can put one foot in front of the other. I can do this. So that's the goal. So I'm inviting you always, I'm going to put this out and, you know, it'll be uh, an intro into my podcast for, for a little while. Um, but the offer will always stand. Record yourself uh, on a voice recording app, take the file and send it to me via email at ontheharddays at gmail.com. And I will do a quick edit if need be and then upload it. Don't worry about mistakes. This is not, uh, no perfectionism here. Um, There are no such thing as mistakes. Like if you were talking to a friend, you wouldn't be like, you know what, let me tell the whole story all over again because I said um too many times. No, you're good. Just tell the story. What's on your heart about a specific moment in time? Any questions, you know how to reach me, um, DM me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word, um, or email me. Um, but I am ready for these submissions. So you don't even need to check in with me unless you want to. You can go ahead today, today, right now. If you have 10 minutes, find a voice recording app. Uh, iPhones just have one built in if you swipe down from the top right corner. Um, but you can also download an app and just, just tell a story. It can be from when your kid was two or five or 10 or 15 or whatever. doesn't matter. Tell the story. Keep it anonymous. Send it my way. I'm going to be putting out these episode shorts as soon as the entries come in. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And now on to the episode. So I want to share the story of my son um, and what happened at his preschool. Um, My son was diagnosed with autism in January of 2022 at the age of four. Um, At that time, my son was already in a special needs uh, preschool for half the day, and then he rode the bus to like a um, private Christian preschool where he spent the afternoon. Um, The private Christian preschool is actually a full-time day school where I work. I teach one of the upper grades, um, so I was super familiar with it. Um, The special needs preschool was great. We had no problems with them. Um, They accepted his autism diagnosis. They were super supportive of us, told us lovely things about him, and that kind of painted a beautiful picture of what the future was going to be like and everything was going to be great. I told the um, Christian preschool which I work at, by the way. I don't work in the preschool, but um, I work in the upper grades. But I told the preschool director, who is one of my colleagues, I told her, you know, he's been diagnosed with autism. Um, this is, you know, the plan. This, These are the things we're doing. This is how we're helping him. 
um, you know, nothing really changes on their end since really, um, since he was just there in the afternoon, he was really just there for like nap time and stuff, basically daycare purposes while I worked full time. Um, the preschool director immediately looked at me and she didn't say, oh, I'm here for you if you need anything. Um, she didn't say I'm here for you as like a colleague at your work. She just looked at me and she said, well, I have grave concerns about him. And I said, well, what do you mean grave concerns? And she goes, I have grave concerns about moving him up to pre-K next year. And I said, okay, you know, let's talk about these concerns. Like, what can I do? What can I work on? What can I, you know, tell the special needs preschool about? Um, And she just said, you know, he's lost. He's lost. And she just kept repeating those words, he's lost. And I said, okay, well, what do you mean by lost? And she could never give me a clear meaning of what she said. And so I asked questions. I said, you know, um, is he hurting other kids? Is he hitting? Is he punching? Is he biting? And she's like, no, no, he he's very sweet and kind. And I said, okay, you know, is he refusing to do work? Um, if you tell him to line up, does he throw fit? Like, is he throwing fits about stuff? And she said, no, you know, he's very compliant. And I said, well cognitively like he's not getting like his letters or something like that because I knew I knew that was ridiculous because I'm a teacher too so I know he knew his he knew his alphabet and his letter sounds and um numbers up to 50 and he could count up to 50 and I mean the boy is like spelling words which is crazy to me and reading words and stuff so I knew deep down in my heart it wasn't an academic thing um but she just kept saying he's lost He's lost, and I don't know what to do with him. She, again, could not give me other examples, but she told me that the kids that also, there was like three other, four other kids that attended the special needs preschool with him. She told me that those um, other kids were being kicked out. They were being told that they couldn't come back. But they were making an exception for my son because I work there. That did not sit right with me, and it still does not sit right with me. I wanted my son to be wanted for who he was, and despite his personality or his neurodiverse um, behaviors. But I was basically being told, he doesn't belong here, we don't want him here. This is a horrible, awful story, I know, and I'm not saying it to be depressing, but this is the story that turned my behavior around. When my friend's son was first diagnosed, of course I cried about it and I was worried about his future, but I was very optimistic. Hey, this is, you know, 2022 and, you know, um, we're, we've come so far as a society and, and everything's going to be great and wonderful and people are going to accept him and love him. I never expected a school to tell me that as a parent, as a fellow teacher. I never expected my own colleagues to tell me this. But it changed my naive behavior and it made me a fighter. I think of that Christina Aguilera song, you know, it makes me that much smarter. It makes me work a little bit harder. Thanks for making me a fighter. Thanks for making me a fighter for my son. Because I am not going to stand for that kind of behavior. I'm 
not necessarily going to have my guard up because I don't want to think everybody in the world has awful these awful thoughts as well. But I'm going to fight for him. I'm going to fight to make sure that he is recognized for the wonderful, amazing human being that he is. And uh, so it was something that was awful that turned into something pretty amazing. I'm not saying that all Christian preschools are bad at all. No, not at all the case. I'm just saying that this particular person's behavior, um, lack of thinking about her words, lack of empathy, lack of um, compassion and love was not the right way to go about it. Um, I would not hesitate to put my kid in another Christian preschool or whatnot, um, but I just don't know that this one was the best option for us. So I just encourage all parents to keep their kid first and foremost and fight for them and be ready to fight for them. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website, ontheharddays.com, and click on Schedule a Call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at On the Hard Days with dots in between each word, or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.